0: So Jesus answered in this Gospel, again, do you love me? In the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Now, obviously, we should all love Jesus. But there's certain implications to loving Jesus. He's the great high priest, And he's a teacher, and there's a corollary in the gospel. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Seems like everybody likes to love Jesus, but they don't like to keep the commandments because they want to be free to do immoral things contrary the secrets of sacred scripture so we find out now in uh, Germany the hierarchy there had a synod and uh, they decided that they want to have uh, homosexuality is okay uh, uh, same-sex marriage is okay uh, abortion's okay well this is all contrary to the teaching of the gospel, and, of course, the teaching of the church. Our Holy Father has spoken to them many times. It's not the whole German church, but pretty much so. And um, I couldn't really go to such a church. I couldn't go there. It's made me very difficult with the German people to figure out which church they go to which they can't. Now, there are still two or three bishops left that are, you know, are still fighting this thing. Seems like Germans are stubborn. Well, we know that. And they're troublemakers, and we know that. But they should not interfere the teaching of Jesus Christ in the church, they still call themselves Christians. We were first called Christians in Antioch, as you all know, because you're patristic scholars, and you know that, you're studying that. And uh, before that, we were called followers of the way, and that's pretty well, I think, than the Acts of the Apostles in someplace else. And what is the way? The way always has to be the will of God. Now, I was uh, taught uh, by some Catholic sisters when I was a kid. And we were a little Slav community. A pretty good-sized church. We had room for 800 people. And those classes were pretty good. And the nuns were still available. Sisters of St. Methodius, St. Methodius. And the priest himself, Father Dacek, would come in in Wednesday afternoon. He would have a class for people in junior high school, and I always went to his class. And uh, he was very, very nice priest, patient with us, and always telling the truth. There were always people in there, you know, their parents sent them, but they didn't always act well. The other thing is that. he gave us a little catechism and it cost some money, so I took the money and Nobody else paid for the catechism. And he remembered that often. With the important thing is, he remembered that I paid for the catechism. Good thing, because he wrote my recommendation for the seminary, one of them. The other priest took me to the seminary to, on hands, you know, priest with minister on hands. That is the love of Christ. Those priests that really talk to you and teach you and straighten you out. So there's many, many stages people go through. And confession is a place to confess sins, but it's also... Ask a priest. He didn't want to go into extensively with you, but he can ask, you can ask a priest a question and he'll do his best to answer you. But the question is, why do we love Jesus Christ? One of the things is because he gives us a Catholic church that ministers us with the truth. And I remember when I was taking homiletics. Homiletics, of course, you take taking a seminary to preach. And uh, I remember giving my first sermon. I, the this, this seminary and the faculty, that was scary. I have it in my papers. I got an A. And my professor, he was thrilled. He says, "He says it like a voice from Olympia when you preach. He just loved it." Some other guys had trouble. The one guy got up. And he forgot a sermon, but I had something, memorized my sermon word by word. I don't do that anymore. I figure out what I'm going to say, and I just say it, which is more like talking to the people, I think, in very formal sermons with quotes and all that. And I, but I didn't do that for a while. I tried to uh, make sure I was prepared. So I remember when I, I gave the first novena in Slovak, in Holy Trinity, Monday night novena. And I, it was in Slovak. I did, I read the Slovak okay. And then when I get up to touch, I had to write out the Slovak sermon, so i get it right, you know. And of course it wasn't in the best form. And so the Monsignor came in to listen to me. He says, you know, um, how many degrees do you have? At that point, I had about four. So I got more, one more after that, and then I did my doctorate studies. You know that. And uh, <clears throat> he says, you know, you speak Slovak like a hillbilly. I said, Monsignor, who in the pews out there? Oh, he says, hillbillies. I says, yeah, well, they know what I'm saying. They loved it. And he never talked to me about my Slovak again, because his Slovak was literal and very perfect. But I doubt the people knew what he was saying. They knew more or less. But he was very, very formal in his pronunciation and things like that. But he wanted to be. He thought the best of our people. All those efforts that priests make to take care of the people is the love of Christ through his priesthood. Same with the monks. You're not being holy for yourself. You're being holy for the church. All the efforts you make at personal sanctity and your prayers is for the church. I like to say the monks are the heartbeat of the church. That prayer has to go on. so don't get upset with me when I get on your case. Would I go up to you and say to you, well, you know, Father Peter is having trouble with his heart. So we'll just get rid of him. Just take his heart out and he can put it in a bottle and we can have it for a relic. I wouldn't do that. What kind of charity is that? It's better that he has a beautiful, beating heart filled with prayer. Beating for the love of Christ, that his heart is the heart of Christ. Now, it seems like to me, I read the New Testament every morning, you know that, a couple chapters in different times when I'm looking for material. My sermons are always better if I consult sacred scripture. They're always better. And, uh, anyway, your prayer will be better, too, if you insult your scripture. So, we got this young neophyte here. He can quote scripture like mad. He's been at it, I guess. Now, Pater is from the old school. They didn't pay much attention to scripture. You listen to the gospel, what the priest had to say. I don't know how, how much he knows of scripture. I don't see him pick it up too often. The other little one here, he likes—he's reading scripture. He likes to read scripture, but I sometimes wonder if he knows exactly, if he gets it all. But the majority of the scripture texts are talking about the love of Christ. Now some people don't like that. They say we well, should be talking about sin and telling the people who are going to hell, and uh, if they don't stop their sinning. Well, I don't know who's going to hell anyway. It's God's business. But I think Jesus wants to love us. And he wants us to do his will so that we'll be happy with him in heaven. So I think I like to pay attention to those scripture texts, especially if they're mystical. Because you know I'm into mysticism. You know that. Don't yell at me. I love it. And everything, and now, since I'm sort of into it, I find the different mystical texts very easily. They just boom; they just pop out at me. I read the Bible for years and didn't notice them. The sacred scripture is the voice of God to us. It's the voice of love. People don't like uh, we Christians. It can't be because we are loving. I don't understand that. But even the early church, as I told you before, before you know, and they were being persecuted in the second, third century, people, there were plagues like we have now. And uh, the people were trying to take care of the sick pagans and they still threw them to the lions. They still threw them into the circus. They still thought it was a big sport to watch people suffer It's contrary to our Christian tradition to allow people to suffer or to enjoy their suffering. We call those people sadists. They're really sad, their whole heart is sad. They're evil. So when we are Christians, we try to bring the love of Christ to people. And that don't mean like you have to run up there and give them a big smacker, you know. No, no. By your patience especially your patients here in the monastery with your brothers, because they deserve special treatment. Special treatment like people like Elizabeth that does so much for us. She goes off the beam once in a while. That's okay. We're mature enough to deal with that. Let her go off the beam. We never go off the beam. Of course, not. never me. I gave you, I gave you a big one this morning, you know. I thought i But anyway, sometimes things have to be said. But try to say them with intention and, and devotion. And remember, you are the voice of Christ, you are the heartbeat of Christ. And when you meet a Christian, you should recognize that. Recently, I was kind of celebrating with the priest was very upset and I could tell I could feel it When you people are upset I know I don't say anything I figured they'll get over it they'll pray they'll open their scripture they'll see a love note from God from his beloved son And they'll settle down. I remember when I was sick years ago. I've been sick a lot. But I haven't succumbed to any of them yet. So I guess God's given me a pretty good constitution. And I'm sick. I used to think, I'm not praying very well. I can hardly think about God. But I know that Jesus' prayer now, and I, I say that, it helps me. I feel sorry that I'm not attentive to God when I'm sick. So I remember Christopher, my Christopher, he, would, he didn't get up in the morning and say his night morning prayers. Take his prayer book with him. He rode the bus to school, and he would say his night morning prayers on the bus. This was on the bus, she says. You don't have to worry about saying your prayers. You're not old yet. When you get old, then you have to worry about saying your prayers. You better say them while you're young. When you get old and sick, it's not as easy to pray. You can say ejaculations. You can ask for God. So It's hard to pick up the prayer book. Or like, say the officer or something when you're in pain. Say all the prayer you can. Say prayer to the point you become a prayer, and that means you love Jesus. Name the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen.